No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 69, where David cries out to the Lord from the deep waters. Many people attack him, but he trusts that God will redeem his soul. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Many, many years ago, I worked as a recording engineer for a Christian artist named Charlie Peacock. And he wrote a song called Down in the Lowlands, based on Psalm 69. That's the psalm we look at today. It is long, so we will only cover part of it today. It is also prophetic in that it describes the sufferings of Christ. To the chief musician set to the lilies, a psalm of David. It seems that the lilies was the tune David chose for these lyrics, If only we knew how it went. Psalm 69, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire. Where there is no standing, I have come into deep waters, where the floods overflow me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. How poetic David was in describing the highs and the lows of life. And here he was down in the lowlands, the waters up to his neck. He was sinking in deep mire and he was crying out. He was weary. He was wailing. His throat was parched from crying out. And he had been waiting, waiting for his God to come through. But as of yet, it had not happened. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Now, there are those times when we do go through depression. When I was in my 20s, for a couple of years, I struggled with depression. And I turned to the Psalms, this Psalm and many other Psalms, looking for hope and comfort and deliverance from the Lord. It happens. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They are mighty who would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully, though I have stolen nothing. I still must restore it. So here we see the reason for David's depression. There were people who hated him. Now, David was used to having enemies. He had a lot of them. And he would, you know, suffer hatred from the foreign enemies. He would expect that. But these were people who hated him without a cause. Now, I think it's true. It's human nature to want people to like us. And when they don't like us, It hurts, and when we can't figure out a reason that they don't like us, it hurts even more. But the truth of the matter is there are people who will hate us just because we are Christians or just because God has blessed us or because we're talented or because he's given us a position of leadership. You know, I heard that there was this man who was collecting crabs on the beach, and he would put them into a coffee can, And his friend came by and said, you know, I noticed you don't have a lid on that can. Don't they ever just crawl out? And the man said, well, he said, every once in a while, one will manage to get to the top, but then all of the other crabs will pull him back down. 
And I think that is to be expected when you are in a place where God blesses you and lifts you up. There are going to be those who hate you without a cause. Now, David used some hyperbole here. He said that those who hate me without cause are more than the hairs of my head. I doubt that, literally. But again, he was using this poetic device. Though I have stolen nothing, I must restore it. Oh God, you know my foolishness, and my sins are not hidden from you. Let not those who wait for you, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed because of me. Let not those who seek you be confounded because of me, O God of Israel. He said, Lord, you know my foolishness. I think David probably knew there wasn't really a good reason for him to be moping the way that he was. And I think he was concerned that others would see him and it would cause them to stumble. You know, when you're in a position like David, where he was looked at as the man after God's own heart, the king, the psalmist, you know, the worshiper of God. Well, if he didn't have it together, he could be the cause of other people losing faith in God. And so he said, let not those who wait for you, Lord, be ashamed because of me. Let not those who seek you be confounded or confused because of me, O God of Israel. Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I've become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. Because zeal for your house has eaten me up. And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that became my reproach. I also made sackcloth my garment and became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate speak against me, and I am the song of the drunkards. And so he said this was happening because of the zeal that he had for the house of God. He loved to worship God. He even fasted, and yet when he fasted, they looked at him with scorn and reproach and spoke against him. Those in the city gates would be the elders, the officials, and as well, the drunkards wrote songs about him. Everybody was against David, and he's saying, look, it's happening because I love you, God. That's why they hate me, and they have no cause, but still it hurts. Now, this really does look forward to the sufferings of Christ. Jesus also bore much reproach from his people, and he was rejected by his own brothers. They didn't believe him. And you will recall that when Jesus went into the temple early in his ministry at Passover, he saw the money changers and those selling the animals, and basically they were gouging the people. And so he overturned the tables of the money changers. He formed a whip and drove out the animals. And it says in John 2, 17, that the disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. And so they applied what they were seeing Jesus do to this Psalm 69 written by David. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, in the acceptable time, O God, in the multitude of your mercy, hear me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me. 
and out of the deep waters. Let not the flood water overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut its mouth on me. So David said, My prayer is to you, O Lord. And of course, David knew who to call out to. God had been his deliverer so many times. But he said, In the acceptable time, O God. Now that's interesting. That's an interesting phrase because there is an acceptable time of God's mercy and grace. And when is that? Well, for sure, as long as we're alive and still sucking wind, that's an acceptable time. But we also need to keep in mind that repentance is a gift of God's grace. And there are people that have so hardened their hearts against God that they are beyond uh, the desire to repent. And, uh, and so in the acceptable time, I believe, is that time when the Holy Spirit is dealing with your soul, bringing conviction of sin and convicting you of your need to believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. Now, David said, hear me in the truth of your salvation. And so hear me with a mind to save me according to your truth, I think is basically what he is saying here. And it is the truth of Jesus Christ, his death on the cross, his resurrection, that is the means of our salvation. And the only prayer I believe that God is hearing from the sinners is the prayer of God save me, have mercy on me, forgive me. Uh, And that's the prayer that is going to bring God's salvation to the repentant sinner who calls upon the name of the Lord. And so he said, deliver me from the deep pit. Don't let it swallow me up. Don't let me sink in this thing and keep on sinking in this spirit of heaviness uh, so that there would be no hope. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. And do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw near to my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. Again, David understood that the Lord's loving kindness was good. That was his hope. It was such a contrast to the scorn and reproach of his enemies. So he says, Lord, hear me because of your loving kindness. Don't hide your face. Now, we know that when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sins upon himself. He became sin for us, and he was separated from the Father for he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it would seem that the Lord hid his face in that moment from Christ. And David here saying, don't hide your face from me. Again, this was prophetic, uh, speaking of the sufferings of Jesus. But then he said, draw near to my soul and redeem it. And there's the good news, because the Bible says that if we will draw near to God. He will draw near to us and he is near the brokenhearted. So when we are broken, when we call out to him, uh, he is there to save. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before me. Reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. So very clear picture here of the cross, and it says that reproach has broken my heart. 
You know that after Christ died, they pierced him with the spear and out came blood and water. And there are those that say that that was the evidence of a ruptured heart. Here it says, reproach has broken my heart and I have found no comforters. There was no one to take pity. We know that the disciples all ran away. Only John was there at the cross with the women, but the remaining disciples ran away. We also know that at the end, Jesus cried out saying, I thirst, and a Roman soldier took a spear and put a sponge at the end of it, dipped it in vinegar, and brought it up to Jesus, and he drank it. They gave me vinegar to drink for my thirst. And so we leave David here on a sad note, Psalm 69, a little over halfway through it. And this was the same sadness that disciples of Christ experienced when they saw his sufferings. There seemed to be no remedy for the heaviness that they felt. They were down in the lowlands where the water was deep. But from deep in the heart of the earth, God would raise up his son on resurrection morning. And God will raise us up from the pit as well. That power is available to all who call upon the name of Jesus Christ. God has taken us from the lowlands and seated us with Christ in heavenly places. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, David concludes Psalm 69 with a call for judgment against his persecutors and a prayer that he would be set up on high. We'll also look at Psalm 70, which inspires us to magnify God. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.